So while the hairdressers got the break in Auckland, hospitality has to wait for another day, and that day is December 3 when the whole country piles into the traffic light system. Uh, no country or no um, area will begin in green, and for everywhere bar Auckland, it will be based on vaccination rates. The Deputy Prime Minister, Grant Robertson, is with us on all of this. Morning to you. Morning, Mike. Let me start with the Vax app this morning. We're talking to the hairdressers. They haven't received them as yet. Will that be out today? Within the next sort of 24 hours or 48 hours, yep, it will be. So they've, just so everyone's clear, this is the verification part of the app. So obviously the, the app's out there and everybody's been downloading it over the last week or so. Um, but the other end of it is a verifier app. It's a relatively simple bit of technology, but it does have to um, match up and we don't want mistakes. But it'll certainly be available well before Thursday. Has it been stress tested and does it work? Yeah, certainly been stress tested, and yes, it does. Uh, and obviously, part of this is that we have to use the the app stores where you you get uh, you download these from. And so there's been a bit of work to do there as well. But yep, it'll be ready to go. And one of the reasons to do this with the addresses is to trial it. And so you know, I'm not going to sit here today and say it'll be 100% perfect. That's the whole point of giving us a chance to have a look at it before uh, December the third. Which is why I'm asking because I received a text from a person who appears to know is the reason the hospital. Hospitality is not open is because if you put it out to hospitality as well as hairdressers, you know that it wouldn't work and you wanted to save yourself the embarrassment. True or not? No, that's not true. Um, we're using uh, we're using hairdressing rather than hospitality because it's a smaller group of people. It's a more confined environment, easier to manage people in, in small groups, smaller number of staff. So no, it's got nothing to do with that at all. What about all the beauticians this morning on the news saying, what's the difference? I mean, you're talking one-on-one and a beautician, a pedicure is one-on-one, one's wearing a mask, one isn't, you're opening hairdressing. None of it seems to make any sense. Yeah, look, I mean, the decision was made to make it a confined group of people to trial it and to make sure we get it right. And, yeah, lines have to be drawn in some particular place. I'm not going to profess to be an expert on the difference between hairdressing and beauticians, Mike. Um, It's quite clear I don't see much of either of them. But um, I think it's important that, you know, we have a trial that we can manage. Uh, Hairdressing was the one that was chosen in line with the public health advice that we got. When we go to the light system, uh, I won't argue with you the way I have with Hipkins and Bloomfield over the red part for Auckland because that doesn't make sense either but when we go to the other regions and what you're basing it on is at least in part the vaccination rate can I assume and I'm looking at least half a dozen regions still in the 70s that they will all be in red and if not why not? Certainly will be one of the main factors we'll be looking at and yep it'll be obvious to everybody when they look at the stats that there are a number of regions that that are not as close to 90 as, as, as some others are for double dose. So that'll be a major factor. The other factors we look at are around um, the health system and making sure that the health system in those areas and regions is in a strong position as well. Uh, but vaccination rates will be one of the main factors, yes. So can I say this morning as I look at Hawke's Bay at 79% and Taranaki at 78 they'll be going straight to red? I'm not going to make that announcement today because we'll assess it next Monday. And we do know that we get significant surges in vaccination. Um, one thing, Mike, if I can, I know you, this is not something that's normal. I just want to do a wee add here. There's 195,000 New Zealanders who are eligible for their second dose today but haven't taken it up yet. If those people all get out and do it, that's another 4% nationwide. Yeah. And that will make an impact on some of those regions. Well, yes, I mean, I encourage that as well. But it won't make a, an impact on your DHB system because it depends on where those people are. Can you assure us that you'll be making the same criteria for all the regions? In other words, you're not going to invent a cluster whereby Hawke's Bay sits there and goes, well, hold on, we're the same as Taranaki, but they're on red and we're on orange and vice versa. 
as I said, the main thing will be vaccination rates. So yes, you can look to that. But there are other factors, including the, the health system in each part of New Zealand, our belief, our, our understanding rather of the preparedness of that place. But vaccination rates will be the dominant factor in the decision that we make. Tell me about Air New Zealand, another thousand flights cancelled over the Christmas period. What is the difference between me double vaxxed in Auckland moving from Auckland to Christchurch versus me double vaxxed in Auckland moving from Auckland to Sydney? Yeah, so the advice that we've got continues to be that the international border, you know, being able to regulate the movement there means that we can stop new chains of transmission being seeded into New Zealand. And so, yep, we do have chains of transmission in New Zealand at the moment, but when we can manage and control things, we should, and that's what the border allows us to do. Having said that, we've been very clear that in the first part of next year, we will be moving towards self-isolation. We don't see MIQ as the long-term factor here in the way that we'll manage people coming in. But we've got to do that as carefully and methodically as we've done the other things in this outbreak. So yes, I can understand why people might look at it the way that you are, but in the end it's the accumulation of risk in the country and bringing in brand new chains of transmission into the country. If we can avoid doing that, we should. But there's no transmission because they're double vaxxed and negative tested. Yeah, and we do know that even with that, and we've known this all along, it's not 100%. No no vaccine in the world ever ever has been or ever will be. And so while we can manage the situation, we should. For how long? What's the magic that you're waiting for between now and whenever you're going to change it? So what we want to do again is make sure we lift vaccination rates as high as we possibly can here in New Zealand. We also need to see the impact of what we do. Every change that we make, we look closely at the impact that that has on on cases and on the status of the outbreak. But we have signalled very clearly that as we move into next year, we're confident that we will be able to to move to more of the self-isolation approach. And there will be announcements about what we're going to do before Christmas. But having said that, I look at New South Wales, their health system's fine, their economy's open, and as obviously yesterday, or they've announced, but as of the beginning of December, hundreds of thousands of students and labour are going to be flooding into that place, and we're going to be missing out. Yeah, well, again, for the last couple of years, um, you've presented to me the fact that Australia is going to leap far ahead of us economically, and that actually hasn't happened. Um, New Zealand and Australian economies have both done really well. We've managed it appropriate to the circumstances in New Zealand. We've also managed to have the economy thrive while keeping our mortality rate to one of the lowest in the world, and we're going to continue that kind of balanced approach. So we'll do what works best for New Zealand, and we will have a reconnecting plan rolling out through the first part of next year, as we've already announced. Did you read Bruce Cotterill's piece in the Herald over the weekend? I didn't, sorry. Well worth reading. A lot of debt, nothing in return for it. And that's our problem. I mean, yes, our economy's done well, but that's what happens when you throw $50 at it you didn't have in the first place. (laughs) Well, I think every country around the world um, took their... Yeah, the approach that was needed to protect lives and livelihoods. Governments around the world have borrowed a lot of money. New Zealand still retains one of the lowest net debt rates in the world as well. The guy who died yesterday, um, why aren't we reporting their VAX status? It seems remarkable that we can, we can say a person has died and nobody asks or supplies their VAX status. So up to now, the Ministry of Health's approach has been that because we've had so few deaths um, that would have identified a particular person, we are probably getting to the point now where we are in a position where we can give a bit more information around that. Uh, But that's the advice the Ministry of Health gave us. They, uh, as you know, protect data very closely and privacy issues are very important to the health system. But that's the reason why uh, they haven't But that needs to change though, doesn't it? Because one of two things, either it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated or 
the person happened to be double-vaxxed and remarkably got a case that killed them, which is news as well. Either way, we want to know, don't we? Yeah, and as I say, I think um, we're moving to a point now where I think the the number of people who have died means those privacy concerns are, are less than they were. What I would say is that the vast bulk of people who are in hospital are unvaccinated, and that has been the case throughout the pandemic. Um, obviously, we're now getting up to percentage of, of vaccination where total cases will see a higher percentage of vaccinated people just because that's um, what there is in the population. But it remains the case that those who get the most sick are the unvaccinated. 25 or 50 points tomorrow. <laughs> Never been one to make to speculate on that because it tends to move the market. But obviously the Reserve Bank have uh, signalled their direction of travel and so it will be a matter of their assessment of the current uh, economic conditions. But quite clearly they, they have a tightening bias that they've, that they've talked about in previous weeks. Appreciate your time. Grant Robertson, Deputy Prime Minister.